God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. The title of our lesson today is, He's Looking for You. The eyes of Almighty God move through the land And he is looking for you. The power of Almighty God manifests itself through a bond. Maybe I should go further and describe it like this. The power of Almighty God moves through an alliance, a connection. I'm desperately trying to say that the power of Almighty God moves through relationship. Are you with me today? This is the year of communion where God wants a relationship with his children. He's so desperate. He's more desperate than ever before. He needs a powerful relationship with you. Second Chronicles says this, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of those whose heart is perfect toward him. He wants to show you how strong he really is. His eyes are searching the earth for the one whose heart is turned towards him. Let's just take a moment and go to the Lord in prayer. Father, right now, dear Lord, in the name of almighty Jesus, we come before you, Lord. And today we want to hear in our inner ear what the spirit of the Lord has to say. We want to hear beyond the words that I speak. And we want you today, Father to speak into our spirit. Deep calleth unto deep. Let us hear with our inner ear what you have to say. In the name of all things holy and pure, Christ our Lord, amen. I want to tell you about a time that I had to repent. I was working so many hours. Now, I was doing an incredible job at work. But my prayer life had come to minimal. Wasn't that a complete stop? You know, I have this way of never stopping my prayer life, but it was at a minimum. And people were still getting powerful results through prayer, but I was struggling. I became a nervous wreck. I mean, I was working so many hours. I cried out to God. And you know what the Lord said to me? He said, go home earlier. Stop working so many hours. You see, God was no longer my priority, and I didn't realize that. The world had crept in, and the job was first for me at that point. Well, I committed to do something about it, and I said, okay, I'm going to work less hours, Lord. I hear your voice clearly. I'm going to do better. I'm going to work less. Well, finally, at my wit's end, I didn't realize it, but, you know, every time it was time for me to leave work, oh, I got to finish this. Oh, Valerie, there's a deadline for that. Oh. If you don't get to do that, you're going to have some problems behind that. You better take care of that today. And before I knew it, I was right back to overworking again. And I became so nervous, just so anxious. It was incredible what it began to do to my health. And I went to the Lord and I cried out again. 
And he said, you've put the job first. I'm no longer your priority. And then he said something amazing. He said, I need you. I don't have many like you. There aren't many like you. I need you. My goodness, he said, I need you. Well, then I heard him loud and clear because that was astounding to me. And then I finally committed to working less hours and getting more time with him and focusing on the needs of God's people and using the gift that he had truly given me right away. I mean, instantaneously, my nerves began to calm down. My health, it's like it changed right away. I got back on straight street, if you will. Well, that's what he sent me here to tell you today that he needs you. You see, most people don't think that God needs anything, but he does. He needs you. Praise God. His eyes are moving to and fro, searching for those who will be faithful, those who he can call upon to pray and intercede and stand in the gap for the burdens of the world. He wants to change your life and meet your needs to do miracles and show you signs and wonders, to show himself strong. He knows that when he shows himself strong, he wins us over to do the mighty works of God. Will you answer that call today? That's what he sent me to tell you today. I need you. He's calling out to you in a desperate cry. Because he doesn't have many like you either. Because you would not be listening to this message if you weren't different. Because it's not an ordinary message. It's a powerful word of the Lord. But he's calling the called out ones to a higher place. To take an ascended seat. To stand in the gap for the nation and the nations of the world in these last hours. Isaiah forty three nineteen says, Behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? Do you not know that he's calling you today saying, I need you. Uh, God sent me because he wants to show you a new thing. He wants you to pray powerful prayers that cause heaven to respond. Prayers that demonstrate the mighty works of God, not of yourself, but the mighty works of God Almighty. It's time that the church takes a stand and uses its delegated authority. When you do, you will end Satan's reign in your life. Second Timothy one nine says this, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. So before the world began, before he created you, he called you with a divine plan. You were born for victory. Each of us has a divine assignment. God has placed us on earth to accomplish something. One day I was on my knees in prayer, crying out to God for those who were sick. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, teach my people to pray. I knew right then that I had a divine assignment. Each person that God created has a divine assignment to do his will in a particular way, a particular work. And he's calling you today. He's saying, I need you. Jesus asked the question to Peter. What about you? He asked him, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. 
Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And then Jesus says something astounding. He says, Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Matthew 16 and 18. Peter heard the Father in heaven give him the answer to Jesus' question when he said, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Can you imagine that moment when Peter hears the voice of God and he reveals to him Jesus' true identity? When Peter spoke this, You are the Messiah. I tell you, the other disciples must have stood still. I believe not one of them could move, that the atmosphere must have been supercharged with power and wonderment. They stood in the presence of the Messiah that Israel had waited for for over 600 years. This was an awesome moment, and only one heard the voice of God revealing the answer to him at that time. Then Jesus made it plain right out in the open for the disciples to hear and for us to grasp that revelation today. Please take note of this. It's vitally important because if you get a hold of this today, your faith will soar to new heights. Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon Peter. You did not get that from the world or any man. That's what he was saying. You got that revelation from the Father in heaven. Now watch this. Then Jesus alters the world and all of heaven. When he said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So what is Jesus saying? He's saying those who hear the voice of God, the called out ones, the body of Christ, the gates of hell cannot come against you and prevail against you because you are the called out ones. You hear the voice of God and whatever we hear him say, that's what we must do. And when we speak what we hear God say, the voice of Of God, nothing can come against it. Hell cannot counter what you are saying when you repeat what you heard God say. It cannot undo what you say. It cannot win against what you are saying because God has spoken and nothing in this world can come against the voice of God. No power can contend with the voice of God. You've been called out. You are the rock of Christ. Who did God say you are? That's what you must speak and know within your heart. Then your faith will rise up and you'll know that hell cannot defeat you. This is how God sees you. You are no longer darkness, but light in my son. Walk as children of light. Ephesians 5, 8. You are the light of the world. Matthew 5, 14. I called you, 2 Peter 1, 3. So you're a called out one. I have chosen you, Revelation 17, 14. So you're chosen. You are now a saint, a servant, a steward, a soldier. Romans 1, 7, 
Acts 26, 16, 1 Peter 4, 10, 2 Timothy 2, 3. Oh, my goodness, you are a witness and a worker. Acts 1, 8 and Ephesians 2, 10. You have a glorious future. Romans 8, 18. You are a citizen of heaven. Philippians 3, 20. You are an ambassador for my son. 2 Corinthians 5, 20. So because you are rooted and grounded in Christ, the gates of hell will not prevail against you because you are a called out one. We obey the voice of God and that voice directs our path. The word in your Bible is the voice of God and there is no power greater in the universe than the voice of almighty God. Satan cannot and will not prevail against you. I'm trying to transfer something to you today. Luke 11:21 says this, when a strong man, that would be Satan in principalities, when a strong man fully armed guards his house and his possessions are secure, but when someone else attacks and overpowers him, he takes away the armor on which the man relied. And then he divides up his plunder. Oh my goodness. God has given you the power to attack and overthrow the enemy and take back the plunder. Take back what he has taken from you. Oh my goodness. You are the stronger one and the gates of hell will not prevail against you. Remember what David said? Remember what he did? When he came back to his city and his wives and the, the children, young and old, and all the people had been taken captive and dragged away. They were taken alive, but they were taken away from the city and the city was burned to the ground. And David and his men returned. Remember, David went to the Lord and he said, shall I pursue after this troop? And then he wanted to know if I pursue them, will I overtake them? Remember, God answered David. He said, pursue, overtake and recover all. I'm telling you that when the voice of God speaks, the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. God called you out into his glorious light and he empowered you to win through Christ Jesus. And the hour that we live, our relationship with him must be our number one priority. God has given us the golden key to power. He said, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask what you wish and it will be done for you. This is my father's glory that you bear much fruit, proving yourself to be my disciple. You see, these words are the powerful voice of God. The word of God in your Bible is the voice of almighty God. The word inside of us operates through us. Power, the power of God doesn't move through words. We have to understand that. The power of God moves through relationship. And so therefore he's looking for you because he wants that relationship with you. 
in the last days, in the hour that we live, God is calling the church, go back to your roots. You see, the church was rooted and grounded in prayer. That's what gave the disciples the ability to stand against all odds, to be beaten, to be thrown in prison, Paul to be shipwrecked. You see, the gates of hell could not prevail against the early church and it cannot prevail against the church today. I know that right now many look around the world and they see all kinds of things happening. And you see people just kind of shaking their heads and saying, what does the world come to? What have we come to? But the Bible says where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. I'm telling you. That it's time that you pursued, overtake, and recover all. That's the word of God for you today. He's calling you. He's looking for you. Remember, his eyes move to and fro. He's watching the earth. God wants you to know today that he has needs. You know, that's not a message that's preached very often. God has everything that we have need of. But there's something that we have that he cannot get unless we give it to him. Because God gave man free will. You can choose to serve him or you can choose to deny him. We can choose to pray or we can choose to have the world as our priority. We can choose to hear his voice or we can choose to hear the voice of the world. But today he's saying, I'm looking for you. I don't have many like you and I need you. Oh my goodness. That's a powerful message from the Lord today. Remember, I told you about my son that was in such rebellion when he was a younger kid. Remember everything I said, he said the exact opposite. I want to tell you how the gates of hell could not prevail. Maybe you're dealing with someone that's in rebellion. Maybe there's somebody in your life that refuses to walk with God. Maybe it's someone that you live with and they put the whole household in jeopardy because of the lifestyle that they choose. I want to tell you what this kid did. He was so rebellious. I promise you, I really, <laughs> sometime I think the word rebellion was spoken before he was born because he would be born. I'm telling you, if I said no, he said yes. If I said night, he said day. If I said cold, he said it's hot. If I said you need to wear your coat today, son, he said I'm wearing shorts, it's hot outside. I'm telling you, it didn't matter what I said, he was going in the opposite direction. I'm telling you, he got into so much rebellion, I knew that one day this kid would run straight Smack dab into the law because I couldn't seem to keep him on the straight and narrow. But the Lord told me, go in his room and open that Bible when he's not in there and read the word of God out loud in that room. And I would read it for 20, 30 minutes at a time. That's a long time to walk around in one room and read the word of God out loud. But that's what I did every day for days on end. And I want to tell you that he came out of rebellion. He graduated 
high school, went to the military, worked in the medical profession in the hospital in the ERs. And I mean, this kid was so awesome in the medical field serving in the military. The power of prayer. God wanted to show himself strong. He knew that if he showed himself strong in the battles that I was facing, that he would completely and totally not only win my confidence, but he would win my heart. God sent me today because he wants to complete and totally win you to prayer. He wants you to know that he wants to show himself strong. He wants the power that is within you, that he has placed in you, the spirit of Christ that's alive inside every believer, but oftentimes lies dormant because we refuse to pray because work is our priority like it had gotten to be for me because there's another voice in the world and it's not his voice. And we hear that voice. And if we're not careful, we follow that voice, but he needs you. He needs you and he needs to become your priority. Jesus released his glory and an agreement to come to earth, to leave heaven and to come to earth and take on flesh and blood and to become man. Oh, this is powerful knowledge that we're getting today. Right now, in Jesus' name, before the throne of grace, with an humble heart, we need to go to the Lord today, right now, and say, Lord, I surrender. You gave up your glory and came to earth. Are you looking for me? Oh, my goodness. You gave up your glory and became flesh and blood so that I might enter the gates of heaven, so that the gates of hell would not prevail against me. God wants you to know today that he's looking for you, that he needs warriors who will stand in the gap and will cry out and weeping with tears for the nations and the nations of the world. There's somebody right now that needs your prayer. There's someone right now that needs a touch from the hand of God. There's someone right now who needs an encouraging word. There's someone right now who needs to be forgiven. There's someone right now who needs to know that God loves them and that they can be forgiven. There's someone right now who needs to know that when God forgives you, that he forgets your past and he puts it behind his back. And it's as though he drops it into the depths of the ocean. There's somebody right now that needs your prayers, your encouraging word, the gift of forgiveness that's in your heart. And each of us can look within our own realm, the atmosphere that we influence, and we know there is someone who God has appointed us today to forgive in our hearts. And maybe you can't reach them until tomorrow. But God wants you to reach out. Maybe they've passed on into heaven and we're harboring in our heart hurt feelings, condemnation and judgment. God wants you to release it today because when we release those types of things and clear our heart, you see, those things are an obstacle to the power of God moving through the heart. When a person has a transparent heart, when our soul walks in forgiveness, and sometimes with some people, we have to forgive hour by hour. 
But that's the heart that God can move through. The heart that allows God to fight his own battles. And we walk in loving kindness and forgiveness. That's who he's searching for today. He doesn't have many like that today. That's who he's searching for. He's searching for you. He wants to be able to move through your heart. He wants all of us to forgive. This is the rock, the body of Christ, that Christ has built his church upon. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He's looking for you to pray those powerful prayers that intercede. Those powerful prayers that pull down strongholds. Those powerful prayers that infiltrate into the enemy's camp and takes back what he has stolen. This is that hour where God is pouring out an anointing so powerful over the body of Christ that the church is about to see miracles and signs and wonders that it's never seen before. Oh, God's calling you today. He's saying, I'm looking for you and my eyes are moving to and fro looking for the one who will stand in the gap. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org.